Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I will apologize up front. I haven't said mass for since last year. So, uh, but I've been dealing with this uh, bronchitis since last year too. Uh, actually, Wednesday uh, started a, a, um, a regimen of antibiotic and feeling better this morning, but that's not seeing much. Uh, I, I've never known uh, uh, that I should buy stock at Kleenex and uh, just leave it at that. And uh, I did not know that you could cough so much that you actually feel like you're going to pass out. And that's been the case uh, a number of times. So I'm good for the next two hours, I figured. Uh, about every three hours, I get these spells where I just cough and cough. But uh, at least I've my voice sounds a lot better. I, I thought for a while I could do a rendition of your mean one, Mr. Grinch, uh, because that takes a, uh, this gruff kind of baritone bass voice. Anyway, as we gather this day, though, we celebrate Mary, Mother of God, and the temptation for some is to think that somehow this steps, steps outside the Christmas season, that we're, we're stepping outside and now we're honoring the Blessed Mother. And yes, that's true, we're honoring the Blessed Mother. But we're honoring her precisely because of what happened at that first Christmas. As she gave birth to Jesus Christ, as she laid him in the manger after wrapping him in swaddling clothes, as she witnessed the, the shepherds coming and adoring. Of course, that being nine months after she received the angelic message, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. You shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. All of that is precisely why we take this day on this octave of Christmas. And so for the last eight days, whether we recognize that or not, we celebrate in the liturgy of the hours, it's really clear, uh, in evening prayer each day, we go back to Christmas. Uh, in morning prayer, uh, a few of the days were specific for holy martyrs or, or the, the, the holy innocents, I should say, or the uh, St. John, or this year it was suppressed, but St. Stephen. We would pray that in the morning or whatever, but if we didn't have that, we'd go back to Christmas. At Mass, we would say the, the Gloria every day. And so this eighth day, this octave, of course, uh, eight coming from that... Uh, between the birth and the circumcision of, of the Jewish boys. They were circumcised on the eighth day and given their name. That's why we celebrate this day as an octave. But it is precisely because of Jesus, because of Christmas. In fact, the very title, Mary, Mother of God, is originally because of Jesus. See, for a while, when the church uh, got things settled down as far as persecution from the outside goes, it had to deal with, who is this Jesus? Who is the, Mary? Who, how, do, how do we understand Jesus' relationship to God, and how can he, God, if he is God, become man? And so there was debates and a number of theologians, church fathers, the church fathers were faithful, and a number of heretics, not faithful, that came up and, and discussed. And one in particular, Arius, said, well, we can't really say she was the mother of God 
because God cannot be created, and, and therefore she was only mother of Christ. In the story, in the story, sorry, Arius was another. And so there was a debate. Who is Jesus Christ? And the decision of the church was that Jesus Christ was, of course, the Son of God, second person of the Trinity, that three persons, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we know this, that the second person, the Son, took flesh, had a human nature and a divine nature, but in the one divine person of Jesus Christ. That divine person was born of Mary, that he, she was his mother. She gave birth to God. She's the mother of God, therefore. And we might hear, the, hear the, even yet today the, the question, well, where do we find that in Scripture? Well, you're not going to find Mary, mother of God, or mother of God mentioned. That shouldn't disturb us, because we don't, don't see any explicit mention of uh, there, there are three persons in the one Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But it, uh, this, these are formulations that help us to understand what the scriptures are saying, what they do say. But there is, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, as Elizabeth greets Mary in the visitation, Elizabeth cries out, And who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Well, there's only three ways of understanding that word that's translated as Lord. One is husband. That doesn't make sense. One is master, as in a slave-master relationship. That doesn't make sense. And the other is Lord. And in the gospel, that makes complete sense. Lord God. Who am I that the mother of my God should come to me? So there is there in the scriptures. But again, the title was really about who Jesus Christ is. And so because of that, the church understood that it was proper to call Mary the mother of God because if she wasn't the mother of God, Jesus is not God. And if he's not God, we're doomed. That the faith that we profess has no meat, has no hook, has nothing. The faith that we have in Jesus Christ is nothing if Mary is not the mother of God. In fact, to understand this, to understand this little bit of history is to cease to become anything other than Catholic when it comes down to it. Because it is the very core of who Jesus Christ is. And so we don't step out of the Christmas season to honor the Blessed Mother today. In fact, I challenge us, we didn't sing the third verse, which is very explicit, uh, of our opening song this morning, come, Will Come Little Children. But every Christmas song, almost every, them, every one of them, is about the mother-son relationship of Jesus and Mary, about Mary giving birth, of course, that makes sense. So it is precisely this. But I think we need to clarify something. We need to remember what it means to be a mother, and I say this almost every year on every, every feast of Mary, Mother of God. Our mothers did not give us existence. God does. The Blessed Mother did not create God in her womb. She provided God, the second person of the Trinity, that place 
where the body, his human body, was prepared, formed, stitched together, as the psalmist tells us, a word that, by the way, is only used for in that passage for the knitting together of the human body and the knitting together of the veil in the sanctuary, a sacred knitting. As God took the womb of the Blessed Mother, took up residence there and was formed there in human flesh, his divine nature uniting, not being confused with his human nature. She didn't give creation to God, but she gave birth to God. As we come this day, we ask her, because she is the mother of God, that she would be our mother too, that she would be the mother of this church, the mother of our church, the Church Universal, and that we would listen fondly, and that we would ponder with her all the things that God has done. Not only that first Christmas, not only as we hear her time and again, not only reflecting on his death and resurrection as she stood at the foot of the cross, but even in her own day, that she would be with us and remember and remind us to ponder the good things that God has done.